pre-game to a gig, do you lot have rituals? Do you have requests like riders or whatever? Like, do you have something specific that you like getting sorted before you go into the gig, before you go up on stage? Don't like throwing a water bottle at my chest for some reason. Right then, team. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Scratch Record Podcast. We are joined tonight by a Chesterfield-based band that are signed to go to Golden Robot Records. They've got a mega up-and-coming headline tour with some amazing tracks they've released. My favourite thing they've released so far has to be the orchestral vinyl. Today we have on the virtual sofa, The Crooks. How are we, boys? All right? All right, mate. Mega man. Good stuff. Good stuff. We both literally just say good stuff then. We've got to stop. Trying yeah, to what we say because we keep saying the same things. We've been spending too many hours doing this. <laughs> too many hours on call to each other. And it Shit happens. <laughs> Shit happens. Right. We normally have been getting through the more traditional questions to start with. Uh, so more if we do have any listeners that might not have heard of you yet. Give us a quick summary. Who the crooks are, what sort of music you play, that sort of stuff. I'll let you answer that, Dunk, because I answer it all the time. Uh, well, what? Where we're from and what we play. Yeah. Um, right, so we're all from Chesterfield, which is just smack in middle of England. Um, and we just play indie rock. I don't know, Britpop kind of music. Mm. Just big ballads and then, um, you know, the odd little jumper here and there. Yeah. But yeah. A Oasis Britpop 90s vibes, in it? Just yeah, man. Big as possible. I like it. Cool. So... How did it start for you, lads, then? Let's go back. I've looked, it looks about, you know, a couple of years ago, 2019 sort of time. Was that the actual start of the crooks? We've been going a bit longer than that. Yeah, basically. So what happened were me and Modders, who's the lead guitarist, met in college um, about, about two and a half years ago, something like that. Um, both went to a Green Day gig in Sheffield and um, just like chatting a bit of bollocks afterwards. We were just like, oh, we should do his own band. So we were obviously both well into music. And then, just slowly pieced it sent together over about six months or something. And then um, as soon as Jack came on, because Jack weren't with us to begin with when we first started jamming together, um, then we sat the first guy off, got Jack in, and then it just snowballed from there, really, didn't it? Slowly became what it is now. Nice, nice. So were you a bit more into your sort of pop-punk emo-type music back then, then, going to a Green Day gig? Well, no, to be fair. It's like a bit of everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's always been in locker. Yeah, I was going to say, I can't imagine you with your, dark, with your black hair down to your yeah, shoulders. I can't imagine thinking. you were doing that no. too much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a bit too far. A bit too far. But yeah. Yeah, you can still appreciate a good band. I like that. I don't mind that. Oh. Cool. So what were, the, what were the early gigs sort of like for you lot then? Uh, we did a couple of like little pub gigs just to get us basically get us bearings to make sure that we could actually do a gig together and stuff mm-hmm. and then um, this first proper gig we're at Cafe Totem in Sheffield just like a little music venue it's like a it's like a cafe upstairs and then you can go downstairs and it's like this little fucking dark dungeon nice. uh, and it's right one of them little sweat pits and it will, it will bang on it will be decent yeah it uh, were good time. yeah yeah it were great good vibes and that 
Nice. That's sick. We had tickets to see you at Cafe Totem last night. Oh. But it's still it's still yet to happen, isn't it? You didn't make it. You didn't make it, man. <laughs> no, it was uh it was cancelled because of COVID. It was literally oh, like, the, oh, yeah. like the weekend. It was literally like that because we were saying that it was like the week that it all kicked off, and we were like, is it still gonna happen? And it was like Yeah, yeah, we had no idea. It was when people yeah. some people were cancelling, some people weren't, and it was kind of one of them ones where it was all over the fucking shop. Yeah, yeah. And then uh yeah, yeah so we, we never ended up being able to go, but I did want to go because it sounds like a good venue. It was, it was cool, weren't it? It was quirky. Yeah, we've ended up um up in the capacity at that Sheffield gig now. What's due to yeah. come at end of year, Sam? Yeah, I did. Yeah, you'll be, you'll be coming to Leadmill if you're still using your tickets. Of course yeah. we will be. We'll be there. Don't worry about that. Yeah. I think we've, yeah, it's in the, old, in the old calendar, mate. We had to dig through our calendar because we had like, I think it's we booked so many gigs over the space of like a year. And obviously everyone's now rescheduled for like September, October, all at the same time. Yeah. So I was like, now we've got like however many gigs all in the spaces of like, the same week in like September, but we're gonna we're gonna make it. To Sounds work. like a great session to be fair. Yeah, that's what it's gonna oh, have to be. It? It? Yeah. yeah, I fucking can't wait. It's gonna mate, be all over the gap. It's gonna be save up the money, <laughs> quit our jobs, and just go to like 15 gigs in two weeks or something. It's gonna be unbelievable. Yeah, reevaluate from there after. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember what playing that gig was like for you lot then? Because like you did your you did your pub gigs and you kind of like started getting the feel but that was almost the first musical venue gig that you kind of did was that something that was quite nerve-wracking for you lot or did you feel like it was you were ready it was one of them natural progression things which both the, the totem one yeah which the totem one? one that first that first like a uh, music venue gig it's almost like a like a gig gig yeah yeah i think we we're all a bit like you know you get those pre-gig nerves every time you play i found but it's more of just an excitement thing. I can't remember what it was like, to be fair. We've not even done that many gigs, but it seems that long ago now. Yeah, I, bet. I just can barely remember. And probably pissed up all the way there, pissed up all the way back, wouldn't help. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, what were it like for you, Jack? Were you, uh, were you all right about Just it? saying, I think it was both for me. I felt like, obviously, a bit nervous in that because it was first time playing in front of obviously more than just fucking family and friends, basically. Yeah, pub gigs. Cool. We, we did a couple of local pub gigs where, you know, whatever. It was the first time where we sold tickets and like all that and there were people actually coming to see us who we didn't know and all that. So it was a bit nerve-wracking, but at the same time, mm. we felt like, you know, deserved to be there and that. So, and obviously yeah. it's gone up from there. So, it, it, you know, did it for a reason sort of thing. It's all good now. Yeah. Absolutely. Just sometimes some people get like a, like a, there's a couple of people we've spoken to the last few times. Um, Cosmonauts was one and they had their lead singer got fucking spangled on their first like big stage gig. It was on like their first like proper gig. They got fucking paralytic, couldn't fucking stand up. So like, I didn't know whether like, there was anything that was like a, a situation where, you know, you're, you're, you're so fucking nervous. He was apparently so fucking nervous that he ended up having to, Almost like self-medicate himself to another yeah. level, whereas like different planet sort of job. Yeah, I've, I've not done that to be fair. I've had a drink before gigs and stuff, but I've never been absolutely spangled to be fair. <laughs> I think you have, haven't you, Dunk? I think that's just yeah, about every time. Yeah, pretty much everyone. <laughs> You're in level-headed though, I find, Jack. Do you know what I mean? Like you're level-headed with, if you know what I mean. I don't well, know. I find you're like more of a focused mindset on what, what's coming, whereas, you know, us like could detach and just go a bit crazy at times, can't we? Because, like, obviously, 
singing. Singing's a bit different. You can't just get pissed and still sing on key and that. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, yeah. You still sort of need to know where you are and what you're doing. Well, Not how you I'm saying it. that I do. Obviously, fucking plenty of people ain't passed in. Do you know what I mean? No, but, yeah. 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 If yeah, I get absolutely spangled, I wouldn't know what the fuck was going on. I'd just be smashing my tambourine about everywhere and that'd be about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what they cosmonauts sort of said. And like, I, I agree. Like, if for the crowd, if the singer's fucked, like, it's really difficult. But if someone, like, if the bass player misses a couple of chords or something or whatever, you know, I wouldn't notice. Like, if the drum is a bit out, no. I wouldn't even know. Happens all the time. Man. You know, do you know what I mean? It, it happens all the time. No one even knows. But if the singer isn't singing the right words, you'd be like, "Hold on, yeah, <laughs> what's going yeah, on?" Yeah, exactly. so you hold that You've bit. You've got it easy, don't you? Oh yeah, well, man, I'm fluffing notes all over it, sharp. I get away from Nah. So, what's been your favourite gig then so far you've played? Because you said you haven't played many. Like, what's been the one that's kind of stood out for like, whether it be for like a good time or whether it be for like a specific gig that like will be ingrained in you? Which one would you say is your favourite? For me, the gig we did at Leeds. The gig we did at Leeds because the aftermath was so funny. I had a fate with old guitarists before we even did a gig. And then we ended up getting there right early and we got a minibus full of people all from Chesterfield who wanted to go. And they all turned up about four hour early for gig. So they were all absolutely paralytic by the time gig actually went on. And then on his last song, fucking some people out of crowd ended up on stage and everything. My brother jumped Your up brother on stage playing tambourine and that. Some of fucking oh. Connor's mates jumped up and started smashing drums about and stuff. It was just stupid, you know what I mean? <laughs> it was a bit mayhem, yeah. me- yeah, <laughs> and then all that malarkey with bus afterwards, and then other people were just getting all busy, weren't they? Oh, mate. Yeah. No, go on, then you can't just say the old malarkey on the old bus. Come on, what happened? I don't even remember what happened on bus. I weren't even on the bus. I remember what happened. The bus you driver, know what happened on that bus. The bus driver weren't happy because everyone was fucking hammered, and they were all <laughs> trying to take food on bus and all that, and they weren't happy about it, and you know, throwing up on bus and all, all that shit. Do you know what I mean? No, that's... so he's not happy. It, you know, I think he were expecting... So should imagine that bus. Didn't go up, Not his no. mate, that Ash, whatever his name is. Yeah. His name. But um, he was fighting with someone, weren't he? And I'm sure him and his missus were on that bus. And something and happened. They got off. That what happened. They come, they come off. Because he had he ran about walking home from Leeds to Chesney, which is like six hours. Yeah, him and his missus were falling off. Ash got off at bus and then bus drove off. And then Ash was like, well, now I'm stuck in Leeds. <laughs> so we ended up jumping in. Oh, yeah, coming, yeah, coming back, us. isn't he? We basically yeah, shoved yeah. him in foot while it bike. Allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. I told yeah. you not to incriminate yourselves. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I told you it was going to be difficult. That's, even, that's like the first story we've actually like touched on. Yeah, and it's already gone. It's, already it's all alleged done. anyway. So just yeah. say like t- we were talking about earlier. Someone there was a podcast we watched earlier, and it was um someone said the interview. Like, the person who was being interviewed said that he only says like twenty five percent of his stuff is a lie. Everything else is truth. Twenty five percent of it's a lie. You've just got to work out as a listener to figure which out which is. is the lie and which yeah. end. It's probably all fucking true, but that keeps you back up, doesn't it? I yeah. mean, it keeps, yeah, something to yeah. pull back on that does. <laughs> <laughs> so go on then Duncan what's, your, what's been your favourite gig then that you've played so far favourite gig I think Manchester were good um, the bread shed mm. Mm. Uh, Jack you remember I can't remember now because yeah, your brother yeah. comes to that one and all didn't he and me and him got on it afterwards 
And with yeah. that, that Ryan lad and all come out from nowhere, where did he come from? He comes He travelled up from Stoke on his own, didn't he, bless him? Yeah, some lad come up from Stoke on his own to come and watch us. And all his mates had bailed out or something, something had happened. And he come up on his own. And so we took him up, like, took him with us, didn't we, afterwards, and just oh, went around Manchester and just got a bit mad with it. I thought that was quality. Because this is the thing with doing a good gig. You play the show, which is always great. It's always what happens before and afterwards that makes the entire, you know, yeah. ordeal memorable. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, I can, you kind of zone out when you play music. I, well, I find anyway. So uh, I don't really remember what happens on stage half the time. It's yeah. more, uh, it's more afterwards. Yeah, I agree. It's not, it's not the actual gig at this stage. You know, playing in front of a couple hundred people and stuff like that—they're all pretty similar. Yeah, it's, it's a similar thing. It's isn't it? The antics around the gig that, that makes. <clears throat> yeah. Well, we might have to adapt the question then. Let's fuck the gigs. What's some of the best nights out you've had after a gig, or even just in general? Leadmill. Leadmill were mad. Yeah, not out in Sheffield okay. after. No, we we didn't really go out supping after. We were supping in green room and that, like you know, like in okay, yeah. dressing room sort of thing. Oh yeah, there was like all this scaffolding outside, weren't they? Yeah, and, um, people were just pumping out windows onto the scaffolding. Yeah, getting up to like narcotics and drinks and stuff. Yeah, table tables were nearly like destroyed. I've got a video. <laughs> didn't someone nick someone's like, beer that night? Sorry, what? I just really spoke over you. But someone, someone nicked someone beer, someone's beer that night, another band, and he come up giving it, giving it yeah. a fuss, didn't it? And then yeah, uh, we need to create a restaurant, didn't we? Is that what it were? <laughs> yeah, allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. yeah, allegedly. Rumor had it. Allegedly, it ended up in our in our room anyway. Yeah. And uh, he come up giving it a fuss, didn't he? Which <laughs> it didn't stay very long. <laughs> <laughs> Does that happen a lot then? Like, because if you are like, as you say, like getting on it after the gig, is like the support bands, do they generally come in and, and do that with you or is it something where it stays quite separate or does it just depend? You know, we've had a right mixed batch where some support bands or just other bands that we've been on the bill, we have been sound as fuck. And then some of them, you can just tell like, just from looking at them that they're going to be complete knobheads. And I think yeah. a lot of it depends on army as well. If we mm. turn up being a bit pally-pally thinking, yeah, these, these sound all right, these, we'll have a chat with these after it. And it goes all right. But um, obviously, if, you, if, if you've got a bit of beef or, you know, you don't like them, it's hard to be nice to them, isn't it? So when you end up bumping into each other in stairs and stuff, mm. you know what I mean? There's always, uh, you know, things going on, isn't there? I'm trying to think of um, who we might have liked. <laughs> <laughs> Not many of us. Yeah, just trying to think of that. Whenever people ask me about new bands that I listen to and that, I always mention them. But we met, I think it was you that spoke to uh, their guitarist with me once upon a time at Cafe Totem, actually, when we played alongside them. Um, but they were very sad. And they fucking, you know, released good music, in my opinion, and that, which is. Who, who's that? You know, they're called Fever. They're another okay, band that yeah. played for this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember. Yeah, their yeah. their lead singer was sound and all. Yeah, yeah, their sound fucking released good music and all. So it's like winner winner. You usually find out that half of them are releasing shite music and they're stuck up their own arse. Yeah, uh, is that yeah, what it is that, that pisses you off about bands? Then is it some people being a bit big for their boots and stuff? Or it's one of them, man. Mm. Quite you got to play a game of yeah. stuff. Yeah. If they want to be big and arrogant, and that's fine as long as they back it up with some good tunes and yeah. look the part and that. 
Mm. But when they're a bit arty farty and they're releasing sharp music and they think they're summer, that winds me up. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. we've we've spoken about it before about how like I think there's less bands who have that sort of 90s style like frontman or just band in general of like mm. that arrogance and coming in and being like we are the bollocks and then backing it up. I feel like it does sometimes they've got it, but then you're like, you know, actually that good or all the really good bands tend to have a little bit more like of a mellow vibe to them and they're a bit more yeah. sp- we spoke about the Lathams and how they're you know unbelievable and, and on the up and up but it's funny that they're doing it in a very different way to how like it would happen in the 90s because they're quite mellow and they just crack on what they're doing they're not making a big fuss about it all. yeah people like that from what it looks like you know people yeah. want to be around that nice people these days I don't know it's one of them things isn't it obviously you know there's always that bit of humour and fun around the arrogance and that from some people but like you say when it's when it's pushed too far, yeah. you know, no, no, no one wants out to do with that. You know, like, like yeah. Jack was saying, if you can back, you, you know, you vibe up with good music and just being all right, then you'd be sound. And that's yeah. what Latham's are doing or Latham's or whatever they are. Yeah. Yeah. Just- it feels, it feels like a, it's a fine line to walk in it. Cause you've got to have that arrogance and swagger. If you come across with that sort of vibe, that sound, it's got kind of, it's kind of comes hand in hand, doesn't it? You know, especially when it comes to like, if you're heavily influenced by the eighties and nineties, like it just is kind of natural, but then also mm. you can't be a cunt nowadays. Cause people will just tell you, like and it just, mm. it just ends up, it just ends up like sticking to you. Doesn't it? It ends up being a, it becomes a bit of a, almost like an issue that follows you around. Doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. There's a fine line between confidence and arrogance in there. And I think, mm. yeah, com- that's exactly what I was thinking about. It's yeah. basically more confidence-based than it really, you know. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of people these days, like, are you talking about the Lathams and that? They're like, they're very, they're very much about that, like, student vibe, like, bit. I don't know whether hipster's the right word and that, but, mm, you know, it's that sort of, yeah, it's that edgy comical type thing, what they've got going on. A lot of people are digging it at the minute, aren't they? Yeah. Mm. We're just, you know, I don't know. We're just we're just a bit more like just fucking normal casual lads. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's normal lads, guys. It's normal fucking normal shit. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, I get it. It's a bit like um, I like the blossoms are maybe a good good example of that. Of like, they're yeah. probably one of the biggest yeah. biggest around, it's, and they're they're in but they're a bit like that, aren't they? Like they've got that sort of like arty long hair, you know, that sort of Moses. Like, yeah, kind of Moses. Biblical vibe. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, I'm I'm sure they're having an influence. You know, the size of band they are now. It's probably like bands coming up, especially like uh, Laughams. I think they're only about like 18 still. So it's like you're gonna have such a they're being influenced by very different people, probably more so that than it is like the 90s and stuff. So it's interesting to see. Yeah, definitely, man. You need diversity in music, don't you? Mm. You know, gotcha. don't want everyone to be yeah, the same group. Just because just it like, you know, just because I don't necessarily like dig their music doesn't mean that I don't appreciate what they're doing. Like, they've yeah. got a massive following and, you know, a lot of people of their age and even even older people, obviously, but they're getting a vibe going and loads of people are getting on board and that. So good on them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, good too, man. As long as they're adding, adding music to the world, mate. Do you know what I mean? There's more yeah. to pick from, isn't there? And everyone's yeah. happy, man. For sure, sure. So, do you lads get any criticism about like the way you conduct yourselves or your music or anything? Because I, I don't see much about it, but I feel like people do like you in general, don't they? But do you get any sort of backlash? Oh, it's getting. 
it's um, yeah, it, it's there, but it's it's far outweighed with people that like our stuff. So mm. you know, you're always going to get it, aren't you? People that are vocal enough to want to tell you that they don't like you. Most people that don't like to move on and do whatever they want. Yeah, you know, and just go back to something that they know they like. You know, those that hang around and tell you why they don't like you. You know, they they are few and far between. But, and you get it anywhere. You know, you, yeah, you exactly. can release a number one album and someone's going to fucking tweet you and say that they don't like you. Do you know yeah. Oh, I mean, gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, you're going to get something going, aren't you? There's yeah. going to be always going to be some negativity, especially when it comes towards, like, the arts, especially. Like, it's yeah. uh, such a subjective thing and people that have a shit life have a, are always going to have something to say. Do you know what I mean? They've got to, like, fill their life with, fill their days with something and they end up... Oh, uh, Chucking it through with shitload of negativity. Way, stuff personal, aren't they? Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. I yeah. Find it, I find it hilarious. I think every, everyone's got a point of view on it. And like as I said before, it's a bit of a, it's, it's a weird thing with indie music, especially because everyone fucking loves you until too many people love you. And then they go, ah, oh, no, they're, they're not cool anymore because too many people oh, like them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think they get a bit of that and like people then start gathering on. Oh, they've got this many listeners actually they've had a chart place and everyone just goes off them. And I'm like, it's weird because everyone spends so much of their time building them up and trying to reach a certain level and then they hit it and you're like, oh, actually, fuck them. It's a bit of a weird like paradox of indie music. But That's why you've got to try and write and release music that's like, you know, like future oh, classics, like a genuine music, not just like some catchy tunes that some people will, you know, jump like back to or whatever. Like it's got to be proper fucking music and then you don't get stuck in that category if you, you know, in my opinion. Mm. yeah we always we always say about that about having a difference between an artist and a musician like you come across if you can kind of write things that are future classics and delve your hand at different almost different lanes of the industry then you can kind of come across more of an artist and you have a little bit more longevity when it comes to it whereas yeah. like if you're just like a musician and you release the same sort of stuff over and over again that's with no progression in your sound then you're going to get stuck and get caught up in the wind isn't it yeah it's oh, usually it's done. plenty of people do it all the time isn't they mm. yeah so yeah. many so Definitely. many but uh, speaking of sort of trying to be a bit more artistic we wanted to speak to you about these orchestral versions of uh, In Time She Walks Alone and the vinyl uh, yeah, where so, the fuck did that come from? Yeah, so basically, it's like, a question. <laughs> from the same fucking normal record, they just took the fucking electric guitars off it, didn't they? Really? All, all those strings were already there. I can't remember why that happened. We just wanted yeah, to put that down. It happened because oh, yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We couldn't record anything new and we wanted to put something out. And they were nice songs stripped back as well. Yeah. Mm. So a lot of people like them. So I'm glad, so I'm glad we've done it, really. But yeah, we just took the electric guitars off and left everything else there. <laughs> there are a bit more to it than that, but no, you know. No, no, you said it now. It was easy. Just took it. Was they? But yeah, oh. it did it, they did come out of nowhere to be fair. It was like a spur decision, really. Yeah. Who was the artistic mind behind that then? Was that one of you lot? In terms of music? music? No, in the no, sense that. of that orchestral, specific orchestral vinyl. Like, I feel like that's quite a... A lot, of, like it's quite an artsy move because it's there's not many bands that will come out and be like, right, here's here's some of our tracks, but we're just going to make it a bit more fancy. I, I don't know whether that's the right term, but like a bit more like classical orientated. I don't actually know 
where the idea came from, to be fair. I know the reason why we did it was because lockdown, obviously, it was all so suddenly. We didn't really all see it coming. Mm. And um, we didn't want to be quiet for fucking six months or whatever. So we thought, and not only that, but both She Walks and In Time, we wrote on an acoustic guitar, you know, mm. piano wrote for him and stuff like that, and strings were already wrote for him. Like, it was all already done. So yeah. we didn't have to actually leave the house to fucking mm. create them records as they were. Yeah. So, you know, it were a no-brainer. Not it, I don't want to, like, rain on the parade of all the <laughs> uh, nice things you've just said about it, but literally record label were like, we need to get some art boys if you got to. Uh, well, you can use them stripped back versions if you want. Yeah, do that. That's all it is. <laughs> <laughs> I love enough. it. I love the yeah. honesty. Yeah, is the best policy. I like that a lot. Cool. Right. Welcome back. We are, you know, post piss break with the crooks. Uh, sorry for the break in in the audio, but we're. Here. I want to get into the single for you, with you boys. This new single you've got coming out. Uh, we've got it's called "I Wonder." Obviously, this is pre. We're recording it pre. It's coming out, so it's a nice thing to almost plug the new single and kind of give us give us what to expect with it. The festival tune in it, Jacko. I knew that was festival tune, innit? I've been saying that for the last three months. Every time we hear it, it's just festival tune, that, innit? Yeah, <laughs> Is it? Well, that's literally what it's yeah. like. It just, it's just like summertime, fucking, you know, nice and warm, get up and out, sort of jump about sort of thing. You know, we've, we've put out enough ballads, haven't we? Do you know what I mean? Mm. We've put out enough criers and enough steady ones. <laughs> so we thought, you know, we'd, we'd, we'd bring something a bit chirpier and a bit more to move to. You know, it's quite a different sound for us, I think. I like that. What's well, a closer to like Silhouette Sunshine type pace? A bit quicker. Pace, pace, definitely, yeah. But yeah. not that same kind of like, you know, not the same kind of sound attitude okay. wise. You know, it's a bit more, yeah. you know, it's like, you know, it's it's major, major key, man. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. happy days, sort of thing. I feel like it's a bridge between our like, obviously we talk about us having a bit of a 90s sound or whatever. I feel like it's a bridge between that and a more modern sound as well. I feel like, you know, a young generation and stuff will really appreciate it as well. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. I like the sound of that. That's exciting, that is. Because I think uh, it's been a little while now, hasn't it? How long has it been since an actual... Oh, no, we had Frankie, which is... I like that tune as oh. well. Yeah, well, it's one of them. It were never, it were never a single. That were, that were the problem with that That were another time saver. That was another time was saver. Was it? Is that what it yeah, was? Yeah, man. Just to like like fill a little bit of space because it's hard especially during lockdown to like stay you know relevant active as you can imagine as you guys know your sense so it's just one of them things where um you know we had something that we we all liked it as a band you see we like to play that tune live Mm. you never you know playing that tune live is great for us we wanted to you know get it recorded and enjoy it for a sense and put it out for everyone else um, as like we say, a little time gap thing, really. But the next, the next single that we've got is the start of a new kind of, a new kind of drive. I think a little bit of a evolution in our sound. Even though we're, you know, we're not going to leave ballads behind. But um, yeah, but from this track onwards, now I feel like it's, you know, like a new chapter. 
Okay, sick. Glad to hear nice. that. That sounds cool. Nice. You're saying it's festival vibes. Have we got any festivals on the horizon that are hopefully still running? Is there any that you've been booked onto? It's been a bit of an awkward one because the festivals that we were booked on to do, we, you know, we're not we're not like main stage material yet. So the, the gigs we were meant to be doing are on like the smaller stages at festivals. Mm. And those smaller stages aren't going ahead this year. Oh, are they pulling? So it's like main stage and maybe one other stage type deal this year, I think. So, you know, we're going to see what happens. And they, I know we're not going to be, you know, we're not going to be playing like fucking Leeds main stage this year. I can tell you that. But we'll be doing some virtual ones that like, you know, the smaller stages are doing it online this year. And later on in the year, we might end up deciding to do some outdoor gigs, in, you know, late summer or whatever. But nothing's booked in as of yet. So... Yeah, that'd be cool to get a little, almost like a, not a pub garden, but a venue garden sort of thing going. We There's a few around here that are like a four 400 cap venue, like outdoor venue. I think that'd yeah. be a class vibe, like September time sort of thing when it's starting to mm. cool down and that. I think that'd be proper vibe. I'd definitely be up for it, man. But nothing's, uh, you know, we're not even planning that yet, to be fair. But yeah, I think, you know, get another month or so and, we know where we are now. Everything's back open and see how things go. And maybe we'll we'll think about planning something like that. I don't know. For sure. You must be quite excited because like, I feel like your growth from going into lockdown to now has been like a lot, like a lot of the like, you, you've gained a lot of following. So almost like you could come back and your gigs are almost going to be like, normally you see the steady growth, but it's maybe a bit more of a jump. So you're like excited to get on and see what you could, see how many tickets you could sell. Well, we we had the, the gig that uh, sorry the tour that we had last year that you was meant to be coming to seals on yeah was sold out at like you know smaller capacity venues and those tickets are still valid but since then all those gigs have now been like doubled in capacity and oh, the majority sick. of those are sold out or very nearly sold out See, and that's, that's not not till November or December so who knows they might even end up going up again we'll see what happens again so it is. It almost feels like we've plateaued during lockdown, but when you actually think about it, how you've just said, like, obviously we're, we're still growing. So, yeah, yeah, it's cool, really, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It's fucking, so. it's exciting. I, I've got this, you know, it's this weird feeling for the scene of, like, feeling excited that everything's coming back and that actually these bands that we were watching going into lockdown and excited to go see at these smaller venues, we're going to be able to enjoy them at, like, the bigger venues. And there's a question yeah. that I like asking a lot of bands because everyone's so fucking different. Pre-game to a gig, do you lot have rituals? Do you have requests like riders or whatever? Like, do you have something specific that you like getting sorted before you go into the gig, before you go up on stage? Don't like throwing a water bottle at my chest for some reason. <laughs> that has that happened once. He'll never let me live it down. We were, we, were going, we were playing at Leadmill and we were buzzing for it. I don't know why. We just all got a little bit R8 before and um, we were stood down this little like, it was actually like another entrance into the building, weren't it? There were like yeah. a side, side door to the building and you come through there and it just led you like alongside the stage. So that is where the bands would obviously enter from. And uh, Jack were down there looking, you know, focused, as I mentioned earlier. <laughs> Lodged a bottle of water at him. <laughs> like the, the 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 cap of it hit him in chest and he, <laughs> he said he was proper fucked on stage for about 10 minutes after that. 
Never Mate, it was like how full blown having a fucking panic attack on stage. You'd like, <laughs> I think you fucking broke my sternum or something. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. But other than that, mate, in all honesty, no, not really. We get a crate of beer, we get some waters, and you know, it's about it. We're not, we've only done like fucking 15 gigs or something. We've not had time to be divas yet. No, I don't. We get what we're oh, given. Yeah. yeah, I like that. Yeah, that is it. We do just, we just get what we're given. Take it on chin. Mm. Yeah, I, like, I like orange MMs or something. That's one of them, isn't it? What they do. Yeah, yeah. you should. Oh, the orange ones. Pick something weird or like fucking uh, oranges with no peel. Like make sure there's already yeah. peeled oranges in the room. Oh, we had, uh, was it Sarp that told a story about band having like requested an entire room for grapes and hummus and that's all they want in that room. And yeah, they wanted like, grapes, grapes and hummus. <laughs> yeah, and it, the, the story go, the story is they had this like, they uh, the band that they were playing, they, they never told us who it was, right. but they were supporting like a fairly decent sized band and they had a, like one of the, one of the rooms, one of the dressing rooms was a, uh, just for grapes and hummus, but they got told it was their dressing room. So they to get in, like get start getting ready and whatever. And the band come in, they're like, oh, oh, sorry, you're not meant to be in here. And they're like, oh, why? And like, this is for our grapes and hummus. And we were like, they were like, okay. <laughs> what the fuck? So they, en- they ended up in this like PE dressing room sort of shithole, like room. almost like up in the rafters, out the fucking way, surrounded by like fucking mops and shit. Like just because there was someone wanted a room. Someone wanted a room for fucking grapes and hummus. <laughs> Oh man! Okay, now that's funny to be fair. Yeah. Anyway, See, you've not got that bad yet, boys. You, you're getting there. No, I feel like yeah. it's too much in here. You're giving like... me, you're giving me flat food for thought now. And yeah, yeah, you're gonna change the first that's gig back. You're gonna be like, "Where's our grapes and hummus room?" Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I feel like that's just being a plain old dickhead, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Just doing it. You've been a wanker for wanker's sake at that point, haven't you? Yeah. Exactly. It's just, just a waste, of, waste of a room, isn't it? It is. Yeah, that's it. It is. You're just doing it for your for you for yourself, and it like it's fucking wanky behaviour. Especially for grapes and hummus. Like if they were like, oh, we want to fill it with <laughs> beer and whiskey. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like, we need a whiskey room. So do you mind? You'd be like, okay, well, well it's like a cigar room. Yeah, mate, like a whiskey and cigar room. That's a bit different, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's a bit like okay. Actually, I can understand it, but for some grapes and hummus, I mean, it's like come on. I'd still class that as my dressing room though, because I think I'd be there the whole time. Nice yeah. glass of whiskey, big cigar. Like, can I stay in it. Yeah, can... with grapes and hummus. Oh, uh, yeah. give or take. You know what I mean? Feeling in the hummus. Oh Christ! Well, oh, no, no wild, no wild stuff then for you lot. Soon to come though. Yeah. Soon to come. Yeah, just some beers and that, mate. No yeah. crazy. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Right. So I'm going to get into our, like, we have like a section that we're doing for this, uh, this series of podcasts where we kind of get into scenario based questions. So I'll give you a scenario and you get to pick the, like a band member to help you in this scenario. Right. Do you get the gist? Yeah. Man. yeah. So should, should cool. we take one each, take one each at a time or something? Yeah, so if I if I if I if I ask you que- I'll ask you the question and then like take it in turns to answer because we've only got three scenarios and right, we'll just run right, through yeah. that. Yeah. Right. So the first scenario I've got for you, they're all a bit 
Weird. We're all a bit, uh, yeah. This, <laughs> that's the correct word. Quite excited about this, you know. You're gonna say, you know, come on now. You're like, you dang yeah, it. This is what we do. I'm blue balling. It's like X Factor. Like, we've got to, like <laughs> build it and build it. So, you're playing your furthest gig away that you've done. You're in the middle of fucking nowhere, likely to be somewhere in the Highlands in Scotland. You're fucking miles away. Right, miles away from fucking anything, you get given this Airbnb to stay in. It's a massive fuck off house, but it's cheap as chips. You don't want to leave it. It's like prime, lovely gaff. The first night comes, you're there for a few nights. The first night comes and you start hearing some fucking weird noises knocking about this house. Right? It creaking, fucking swinging, you know, like the fucking curtains going, everything. It's horrible. It starts to be really terrifying. The owner of the house comes the next morning and tells you that it's haunted, right? That night, you decide instead of leaving, you're going to have a seance. You're going to talk to these ghosts. You're going to check the vibes. You're going to make sure they're not, you know, they're not here to derail whatever you got going on. Who is going to be the person that leads the seance and fully talks to these group of ghosts? That's a fucking question, that what isn't a it? fucked up <laughs> scenario, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like you wait, that's the light art in one. <laughs> to like dream that up. I mean, Jesus Christ, I don't know. I won't be fucking doing the sounds. I know that for sure. <laughs> I'm leaving that alone. I'd probably let Jack do it. I'd probably let Jack do it. No. <laughs> Jack's, not it. Jack's not feeling that. <laughs> I mean, what so who would it would be the guy that would basically fucking who from the, the Ouija board talk? Yeah, you've got to get yeah, the Ouija yeah, board yeah. out. You yeah, 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 full yeah, blown like full on Ouija board and that there knocking about the little fucking triangle tell, or whatever it is. Say what? I bet Connor won't be scared. I bet Connor fucking does one every Saturday morning before he goes to fucking yeah. co-op. <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean? That might be a shout then. That could be a shout. Yeah, we're yeah. saying Connor then. We'll yeah, say Connor. Is we'll go fucking Connor. just fucking headbutt him. <laughs> that massive necker is girthing <laughs> out. Yeah, like these are, these are good because essentially the question is like who's the bravest. But what we've managed to do is like come up with a way of making it more interesting. It's quite funny watching people listen. If if you'd said they were uh, just a normal skafuffle and uh, someone needed to get fisty, I'd have said dunk. But as soon as oh, you know, supernatural. As soon as we walk on his back, yeah, gone, mate. Thank you. Right. The next scenario I've got for you. This is an even further trip away. You've managed to book a show in Colombia, right? Beautiful. The 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 messiah of places (laughs) when it comes to certain things. Um, you get caught up in a in a problem with the mafia. There's an issue comes. So you end up all of you gets kidnapped. You'll get you put in the back of one of these fucking dodgy American vans that they have that they've had since the eighties. Hooded up, they chuck you in the back. You you know you're stuck in there for a few days. They finally get to talk to you. They get talking to you. They've managed to find the English translator, and they get chatting. They've told you you've all got twenty kilos of an illegal substance. We won't disclose what the substance is, but there is an illegal substance. So you've got twenty kilos to sell each. Who's going to be the first one to shift? The kilos. <laughs> such oh, a bad question. That is such a bad question. <laughs> Who is the shadiest, most likely user yeah. to be shifting fucking blow? 
Yeah, <laughs> essentially. Yeah, it's all hypothetical. It's not. It, yeah. No, no real scenarios here. It's all hypothetical. <laughs> Or do you do if I just like pant camera and they would grab the And then we'd know what the answer is and yeah, I'd have to do a bit more like editing when it comes to blurring. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um yeah. Don't Who's the shady geezer then? <laughs> probably probably us two, in fairness. <laughs> oh, all right, this is the best way to answer the the question. We've got the shadiest past from, you know, being naughty teenagers and onwards, but we're all grown up now, aren't we, Dunk? Yeah. yeah. You sure? Of course we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 25% of it's lies and 75% of it's Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so it's you two, definitely. <laughs> Get shifted in the two hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Right. Last scenario question for you. It is you're you're you managed you're in the cup. The your football team is in the cup. I'm assuming are you all Chesterfield supporters? Yeah, man. Yeah. Smart. Right. So you're in you you got to a good place in the cup. There's managed to be a little bit of trouble with the away fans. Sure there isn't normally, but there this time round there has managed to be a bit of trouble. The closest thing to whichever band member you pick was a chip van. As this trouble's been going on, all they could fucking grab as a weapon was a load of like boxes of chips that were lined up on this chip van. All they're doing is dashing these chips at the away fans. <laughs> oh, God. Who's it most likely to be that's dashing them chips? Oh, mate. <laughs> I don't fucking know. These <laughs> scenarios, man. Oh, my God. you got to set the scene. Who's... Who's going to be throwing chips at away fans? At the away fans. Yeah. Oh, it actually sounds like a great funny time, to be fair. I mm. know. Oh, um, I don't know. It's a weird question to ask. <laughs> well, yeah, no shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm drawing first, but McCain's, I just don't know. No. I mean, I like to think that I'd probably just jump head first into the crowd if it came to that. Yeah. So I'd probably, I don't know. I think Modders has got a good a good throw on him. Must have a good throw in our Modders. I think he plays darts and that. Do you know what I mean? I'd want him. I'd want him darting chips at people. You know, getting those little fucking sharp ones and just dashing them out. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's nice because then you've picked like one of each band member as well, which we always like to see. So that works. Yeah, man. It's, it's almost like we thought it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people like will think it's scripted. Like <laughs> yeah. doing that. actually happened. <laughs> <laughs> No, I like that. Well, that is the end of our scenario questions. For sure. I think it leads quite nicely in. I quite like to have a little chat about the football. So do you are you avid followers of Chessfield? Is it home and away type job or is it just sort of I'll admit, right? As much oh. as I mean, I'm born in Bred Chesterfield, I love town, but I'm an Arsenal fan. Oh. They're the first team, they're the first team that I supported ever. You sound my like dad, Elliot. My dad, my dad is from um well Highbury, North London. He's yeah. supported yeah. Goonies his entire life. So when I were a kid, it were an Arsenal house, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And um yeah, it was just one of them. I've just always supported them, but obviously Chesney are close to me are. Jack on the other hand, he's fucking diehard, mate. I, I can't go to a game with him without me and him nearly scuffling every time. <laughs> <laughs> Take everything so serious, don't you? Oh, yeah, I get a bit too irate sometimes. That's all right, though. That's what it's all about, though, isn't it? 
Yeah, of course. We like a good away day, don't we, Dung? When you yeah, get out of bed on time. Yeah, when I get out of bed on time. Because he's always, he's always, well, he, like you say, he weren't drinking much last year, so he would drop, let's say, last year, past couple. But before lockdown and that, obviously, when we could go to football, he'd, he'd usually be designated driver. And um, yeah, we always used to fall out, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because someone would get pissed up night before and not be ready to fucking go, would they? No. no. So I, left day, I, left, I left him one day and he fucking ended up turning up to Halifax on his own. Somehow I got there because I didn't pick him up. And uh, yeah, we near enough had a scuffle outside fucking ground before we even got in, didn't we? Because you were pissed yeah. off. I didn't wait for you. Yeah. <laughs> and then we ended up nearly fucking fainting with those security guards outside at the end and all. Because we were trying to leave, what were it? we were trying to leave uh, the car park, weren't we? And then all the fans were coming out. And obviously, we were in the car. They all ended up swarming around the car. We couldn't get out. So then we've jumped out, and all security have come running over, haven't they? Um, I don't think it really materialised much, but it's, it's it's never an easy day, is it? At football, you don't ever just go to football, sit down with a you know an half pint, watch the game, <laughs> and go home and talk yeah. about it. That just doesn't yeah. fucking happen, mate, does it? No. <laughs> Never an easy day being part of Crooks, mate. No. <laughs> it's a tough life, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> is, there, is there a standout uh, away ground that you like going to? Um, Not these days. They're like fucking fields. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> We're where we are now. Because where, yeah. where are Chesterfield at conference? Oh, yeah. Just about. Yeah, just yeah, about. It's not been good recently. Uh, I can't think of one in particular, man. But just nah. a good away, somewhere like fairly local, so that you take a decent following, and where they've got some fans that you know. It's it's to be fair, it's more like a smaller ground, so that they actually fill it and makes a good atmosphere. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Man, sure. As much as we hate Mansfield, like, Mansfield's good because mate, well, we know Mansfield away. That were a good fucking game, weren't it? It's always it's always a mint vibe, line. There's always a bit of fuss there's always a good game and all don't matter yeah. if we're not on form and they're not on form like, as soon as yeah. we've come together we're both going for it it's just quality yeah. isn't it? it's just a good day out yeah. I'd probably I'd probably uh, say them yeah that's class there's no worse than going to an away match and ground's fucking massive and like they don't even fill a quarter on it there's just no atmosphere yeah mm. a bit like us now <laughs> well it's a decent ground like isn't it, everyone in the fucking country at minute yeah, true. And uh, you've had your music played there as well, haven't you? That must have been quite cool. Yeah, it went actually. Yeah, that man. We were meant to fucking play on pitch. We were meant to like really play um, play a couple of songs just before teams come out and that. But well, that we got... went in, didn't we? We went in and um, just on a normal day and just went into the stadium and had a chat with their coaches and stuff. Yeah, they were on about getting us in there to do a couple of like acoustic um, numbers as well and want to change rooms and shit like that. But obviously, like, you know, COVID happened and put a dent in all this stuff. Yeah. We had quite yeah. a few little random things like that going on. But yeah, like Jack says, we were supposed to be playing on fucking pitch before one of games and obviously that never happened. Yeah. Um, just one of them things, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think the, the one other thing I had to ask you about and it's sort of related is bootlegger. And where the fuck this whole relationship with him has come about? Because all I see is you two tweeting each other like crooks and him, and he seems like a big fan. Yeah, it's just yeah. it's just wild. Like, where does that come from? Is it literally just he's a fan of your music? Yeah, yeah, that's literally it. 
we That's did. Cool. We were actually up at my mum's um, on the back garden one fucking summer, playing "She Walks Alone." Um, me, Modders, and Jack. And I think he just saw it on Twitter. I think you know, it was just one of them things. We put it up, and someone had shared it, and he'd come across it and yeah. followed us and shared it. And within like, well, from going to bed that night and waking up, we just woke up with a pile of notifications and fucking, do you know what I mean? Like thousands of new followers and stuff. It was just like all a bit mad, really. Yeah. Um, but since then, he's come up, and you know, when Wrexham played town. He come up and we met him before at the boozer and had a couple with him and that. And he went about getting us down to try and do some stuff down in Wrexham before lockdown again. But obviously, all again gets put on hold, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Sure. it's a fucking shit show, isn't it? When it comes to the old lockdown and getting things put on hold and all that jazz. But it's exciting. It's still like a good time coming though. I'll make. I'm excited. I'm yeah, buzzed. Well. I'm buzzed. It's, so like it's gonna like you know everyone's gonna want it more now. Yeah, we hope so. it's almost going to be easier for people like us to actually, you know, get there because more people are interested. I feel like more people are gagging to be going out and going to these gigs and that than before. Mm. Yeah, that's what we're hoping, isn't it? Like we've got these gigs yeah. that we're like, we're just and ones that you buy that sometimes you'd be like, oh, I don't know, like when is it and can you afford it? And people are just like, I'm not missing out now. Like you've got like 18 months worth built up, so people are going to go to everything. So that's yeah. what we're predicting—a little bit of a boom for like indie music and guitar music, because people want to go to proper gigs and see real music, and hopefully that's going to benefit the whole industry. In it, fingers yeah. crossed. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, man. Yeah. I hope so. I wish you could get a request a bet on that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I'd put a few quid on the industry boom in a little guitar bit. music to come back. <laughs> yeah, ten, ten to like one. Like. <laughs> <laughs> get a little request a bet on that. I think that'd be class. Yeah. We don't need any any more band that's already going on at the moment. Yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, and on you that put note, a few quid on that one. You don't. You are. You put a few quid on that one, you. You're oh yeah, man. <laughs> well, you know, I'm not no more, mate. I'm not. I've learned. I've learned the the hard way, as a lot of people do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it didn't stop me putting something on at Aintree the other day, but oh, wow. you know, you have to just take it a bit steady, don't you? Yeah. Oh, do you have a good day at Aintree? I do. Fuck mate. Did you not? Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I was watching other people putting money on horses and I was putting some on my own horses and all that's coming in and man not. Yours tripping. Yeah. We had a decent day at Aintree, didn't we, Joe? Mate, back Rachel Blackmore, it was easy. I don't I didn't get the drama. Easy game. It, was, it was easy game. Yeah. Slap, yeah. slap some money on that and you were sorted yeah, but, yeah. good old girl good old girl <laughs> <laughs> right on that note I think we should probably look at wrapping the podcast up for tonight um, towards the end of the podcast we always get uh, the people we're interviewing and me and Joe to kind of run through an up and coming band that we're listening to at the minute that you want to give a shout out that should be getting a little bit more looks at than it is already so is there anyone that you lot are listening to at the moment that you want to give a specific shout out to I'll be honest mate not really yeah, fair enough, mate. Cool. <laughs> yeah, that makes this section easier. So I'll, I'll, uh, I'll give the Serotones a little shout out because they're, um, they're going to be supporting us at these gigs we're doing in November, December. So I think it's only fair to give them a shout out. Yeah, yeah They're good, they are as well. That, I think it's Secrets, one of their songs. That's really fucking good. Yeah, mate. Yeah, I like them. Yeah, we're looking forward to playing with them. It should be fucking quality, that. Yeah, they're going to have to be careful not to piss you off. Not too much hummus in the 
fucking dressing room before. No, almost. No, <laughs> no, no. I'm gonna turn up to the. I'm gonna turn up to the lead the lead meal gig with a pot of hummus now, just yeah. to give you nice hummus. Pre warm pitter. We'll I forget about it. Loving yeah, fucking def- chips at the front stage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, have you got one ready? Nope. Nope. I'll go first then. Uh, I wanted to give a shout out quickly to Columbia. Uh, who are a really good band they've just released a new song called Where Did It All Go and it's really fucking good and I actually checked because I knew we spoke about it before and it was our third ever podcast earlier I mentioned Columbia so fuck you know yeah, that's alright a long way but Come yeah this, their, uh, their newest one is their best song yet I think and I think I wanted to speak about it specifically now because they're very crooks like very 90s influenced, you know, a lot of Oasis influences, but nice Brit pop sound and yeah. nice Brit pop sound. This new one's a bit like it's a little bit rougher. I've put it's a bit more like Dig Out Your Soul Oasis, like the latest stuff when they were having a bit of fun with it. And uh I think they're doing it really well and it's a really good tune and it's not quite getting getting those numbers that they deserve a bit. But they're a top band, Columbia. Good. For sure. Well, I'm gonna go for I've got two quick ones. I wanna give Italian 90 a shout out. Um, for the people that are fans of like, fantastic Fee- name for a band that is yeah Italian 90 mm. superb for fans of people like Feet um, Idols Fontaine's DC that like um, almost like spoken word punk and on a similar note I want to shout out uh, Grandma's House which is essentially that but uh, a bit more uh, louder punk a bit more shoutier in your face punk and a female band so they are fucking in your face proper big bollock stuff so yeah they're the ones to give a listen to this week and the crooks thank you very much for being here it's been a pleasure lovely thanks for having us man pleasure's all mine mate anytime it's been Good. fucking superb yeah you crack on and catch Arsenal because they're probably already losing say, by now aren't they already... probably 3-0 yeah, down, down aren't they down. by now yeah, surely we'll let you we'll let you get off mate thank you for coming on yeah Lovely cheers for coming cheers. lads cheers man it's right, been a pleasure lads. it's been a pleasure cheers gents cheers gents Right, and if you are still watching, I'm going to run the intro now. If you're still watching, it's an outro. thank you. It's a, oh, fuck off, Joe. <laughs> I'm going to run the outro now. If you're still watching, thank you for listening. And actually, if you are here, for the fans of us, we've got a gig. So make sure you're buying the fucking tickets if it ain't sold out already. We're fucking buzzed. It's going to be mental. Garden headline, motive support, fucking rolling thunder support. Elliot Williams opening the stage up for us at the Black Prince in Northampton. General admission tickets are going to be £7.50 and so the student tickets are going to be £5.50. So make sure you get in there, get the tickets if there is still some left. It's sold out. I'm telling you, it's sold out. If it's sold out by now, let's go. give us a message, give us a message and we'll try and work something out with guest list. We'll see what we can figure out for you. So get in touch if you want to be there. It's going to be a big night for us and it's going to be a big night for Northampton for sure. So thank you very much. Make sure you subscribe to us. Make sure you go listen to the crooks and we'll see you on the other side. Peace.